what up what up what up welcome to the petty herbalist podcast it's your girl karina enjoying a spooky season um our last week of spooky season well for some of us some of us it extends to november 2nd but you know um, I'm at the house. I got my heating pad on and I am on the land of the Tongva people, also known as Los Angeles, California. Mm. <laughs> Good to be with you. Uh, me and Jasper are in the living room. Mm. We, this is your girl Asia from the Cheyenne. Ute and Arapaho territories. Shout out. I'm here with my beeswax candles. So hey. opening up soon. And ooh. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about it later. Yeah. But I'm excited. And my um pumpkin pie spice oatmeal. <laughs> Delicioso. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's good to be vibing with the people. Mm. And in your vibes today, I'm wondering, what's going on in that medicine bag? Yeah, so I am really interested this week in night walks mm. um, and what it means that feminists and other folks have made the streets safe enough to walk at night. Mm. Um. And as a part of my ritual of night walks, I've been partnering with um, aronia berries or choke berries. Mm. Um, And I am the biggest fan of elderberry in the world and aronia, uh, which is rich and and anthocyanins. and uh, a lot of really powerful polyphenols, similar but distinct from elderberry. And mm-hmm. so I've been testing it out. Like my hypothesis is that it's the color itself that mm-hmm. lends sort of antiviral, sort of all of these different natures, but they also have different flavors. And so mm-hmm. I saw a Russian recipe for aronia vodka and I was like, that's funny because my erroneous is tinctured in a hundred proof vodka and so it just gave me heart that this um that this particular um brew you know is culturally vetted um and Mm -hmm. one of the particular parts about erronea is that it um decreases the experience of coldness Mm. and so I've been playing with like body temperature so before I go out on my evening evening stroll um I take about a fourth of a cup of aronia in hot water so I make a really beautiful aronia tea and then I go out for my walk Mm. um and walking has been one of the ways that I am working through um a lot of the the stress and the trauma of the world Um, and so it's been really nice to have this relief valve to be out on the street in the dark, stumbling over pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. Jasper Mm. got trapped in a spider web and I was like, 
wow, it really trapped my dog. Like <laughs> these decorations are mm. conversations about spirit and death. And I'm sitting with all of that, especially I'm sitting with my own monstrosity. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's what's in my medicine bag this week. Yeah, I was just thinking about night walks and I won't be doing those. Uh, Because, I mean, technically, I did some night walks with you when you were here. My neighborhood isn't too bad, but I still just as by myself. If I had a dog, maybe um, I could do that. But yeah, sometimes those are nice. I was thinking about uh how I think it was in last week's podcast I was talking about how I was on the scooter at night crying. <laughs> um, but anyways, um I have yet to try choke berries, aka Aronia. Um, but I would love, you know, I'd be I made my uh polyphenol pie <laughs> and I would love to see what the addition of choke cherries that it tastes like or choke berries tastes like um so yeah thank you for giving us that info i'm excited um in my madison bag this week this week has seemed really short um and it's interesting i just posted last week's podcast so i'm like hmm I don't know that a lot has changed. Um, I've been utilizing the bougie auntie word of advice that my bougie auntie um, Suni gave me, just like weathering the storm of difficulty. Um, but I would say that I have accepted the medicine of friendships. Um, I was randomly, you know, having a regularly scheduled breakdown and just sin crying all the things and um my friend Kyle facetimes me <laughs> and uh I'm like I just don't feel like answering but it's like you know I do need friend time so I answer and I'm clearly not on the facetime um but he's like hello I'm like hi and he's like are you crying I was like yeah you know the huge and he's like, no, like, what can I give? Get, do you want a homophobic sandwich, a.k.a. a Chick-fil-A sandwich? And you know I love. <laughs> and so, yeah, he ordered me like a whole meal. And uh, he was like, you have to at least eat. And I was like, that's true. And I, I only realized I didn't eat when he ordered that for me. So, you know accepting that made me feel really good and then I got to hang out with um my friend Faria on Tuesday shout out to Belle they so great they made me tea at the house and we were just laughing singing um Destiny's Child um specifically the Destiny Fulfilled album um yeah just wow also shout out to that album it was a good one um yeah and yeah just being able to accept friend magic um talked to another friend yesterday um 
Yeah, this week is definitely I think last week I I was kind of sad about my friends not being more a part of my life right now and this week I'd say they really showed up and so yeah, it felt really good <clears throat> or it's been feeling really good to have that friend magic. Um the healing of friends when you're just going through it. Um cuz yeah, this isn't one of those like oh like you just need whatever like this is going to be a while that I'm in this situation so yeah I I've been really having friends in my medicine bag this week so it's been quite a blessing yay I'm, I'm so happy that you're filling your web your network of of support and they're wrapping you up and they're gonna eat you yum I'm screaming. <laughs> I am screaming. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's good to hear. Um, it's good to hear that you're held. Yeah, it's been very nice to be held. Speaking of being held, um, we've held our sacred smokes series very closely to our hearts. And within that, we've learned so much. And we thought, wow, I think we need to extend into a new series. Um, but from the information that we got from our research on the sacred smoke. So we decided we are going to be doing a resin residency, y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited. A lot of um, the resins that we love are in the same family um, as the tree that Palo Santo was last week, the Bersacea family. So we thought, you know, this week is going to extend into next week, which is Dia de los Muertos. And so this particular resin has a huge part in Dia de los Muertos. And so what are we talking about today, Asia? Copal. Copal. Yes, shout out to Copal, which Copal comes from the word, Nahuatl word, Copali. And so that has been a staple in the Aztecas, the Maya people as well. You know, they're all together. But uh, that word comes from Gopali. So say it right. Put some motherfucking respect on. Mm. What's your relationship to Gopal, Karina? Well, um, Gopal is also new to my ministry um, because, you know, my upbringing. And um, I first experienced Gopal when I was I think when I went to no Asia now that I think about it my first time that I remember experiencing Gopal was with you and your friend in New York when we were on their rooftop um I forgot what their name is but they Indra. were Indra yeah mm -hmm. we were on their rooftop smoking a little some some <laughs> and uh yeah I remember they were burning and I was like oh wow what a powerful smell and then 
Um, I went to the Dia de los Muertos festival or not festival uh, celebration um, in downtown LA um, at the Olvera streets celebration and they have elders there doing limpias and they're doing it with Copal and actually yeah that brings me back to another time with you um where we'd like to shout out Othemia and some of the other homies who are doing like community clinics um in Denver and you know you could get your acupuncture you could get your reiki you could get your limpia and I do remember getting a Olympia with Copal there with you, Asia. Mm -hmm. um, and then in Mexico, um, I got, um, I guess, a, a Copal blessing, cleansing Olympia before I um, went to a cacao ceremony, which was very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and... Yeah, they they have copal burning everywhere. Um, there was even a restaurant that had like a a little pot of copal where you can you know cleanse yourself before you enter into the restaurant. Mm. Um, and then shout out to my girl Joy, my Guatemalan sister, who literally has the same body as me. <laughs> Truly, like we got that Mayan body. Um. <laughs> But uh, we really do. It's you do. true. It's perfect. It's so Thank perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so she also comes from a Latino Pentecostal background. And she says that even though her family was super Christian, all the things like didn't do none of that brujeria, still her grandmother burned copal. And so the smell of copal reminds her or will forever remind her of her grandmother. And so, yeah, copal is special to me. I was given um, a bag of copal resins by um, one of my um, Black American friends from Mexico before I left. So, yeah, copal is special to me. I always have some on hand. And... um yeah, it's just been a symbol of, for me, connection to um, my Mesoamerican um, ancestors. What yeah. about you, Bay? Listen, um, it's it's been through my relationship to my Chicanos, okay? Mm. My, my Chicanexes. <laughs> Screaming. Screaming. <laughs> but... Um, it's been Sundance ceremonies. It's been rituals relating. It's been cuanderismo. It's been um, so many sort of indigenous ceremonies that I've had the privilege to participate in. Copal is burned. Um, I've been gifted copal by some of my indigenous beloveds. And so I have some um, that, that has been gifted. And I have one sweetheart. Little Karina, Karina, um, who uh, went and, and harvested a bag of resins. And I'm like, what is this? She said, it's copal. And I'm like, mm. it's not bursaria, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, screaming. 
Yeah, but no, there there are multiple. But that idea of Gopal, right? Um, she was using the the name broadly to represent like the the blood of a tree. Mm. Um, and so being gifted Gopal is very much a gift of of blood of the sustenance of what causes a tree to be a tree. Um, and so like being gifted these resins, um, it feels heavy to me, right? Mm -hmm. um, the sacrifice of it feels heavy to me. And I try to use the smokes um, as appropriately as possible. Um, some of y'all know that like part of my, my, my house cleansing, right. Um, is to, after the floors are mopped is to burn sort of smoke to, Hey, I'm, I'm removing dampness, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. but it's important for us to understand that cleaning isn't just cleaning and hasn't ever been just cleaning for our ancestors. Especially our African American ancestors, for whom this was their major employment. So a lot of African American magic mm. centers, rituals of cleaning, spiritual <clears throat> baths, floor wow. washes, right? All of it, all of the medicine is cleaning, house cleaning, body cleaning, mm. right? Being cleansed in the smoke. So a lot of our people, it's important to remember that. For the black and brown, um, you know, the black and brown unity, <laughs> <laughs> um, our people were pristine. Yeah. They were shocked encountering Europeans, right? Shocked. And mm. so a lot of the African spiritual traditions um, are actually in sync with the Central American traditions because we held cleanliness and not in a in a pure way right mm -hmm. but we lived in tropical places where we were at war <laughs> yeah <laughs> right Literally. with insects and pests and pestilence and this was part of our so hygiene was a part of our health care right and so when we're thinking about like cleansing the bodies with these smokes like there's actual material processes of the body is becoming more clean. Mm -hmm. um, and so being in ceremony with First Nations peoples, um, with Central American peoples and with Chicanos um, has really introduced me to the power of Copal. And I've seen it shift the frequency of a space. The last time it was burned, was um at the psychedelic conference the maps conference mm -hmm. um and the indigenous speakers were speaking and they were throwing up the copal um and yeah like you there's like this thing that happens where your shoulders kind of relax and you fall into a, a different kind of listening a different kind of experiencing, um, a different way of engaging in an actor and acting in the world. Um, I was there with my sweet sibling, Bianca, um, mm -hmm. from Mexico, and we were both 
needing that medicine of Kopal because there were so many people who were using psychedelics at that time and mm -hmm. they didn't know that they were in ritual. But we, as as black and brown people, uh, we saw that it was ritual, but no one was burning the smokes. And so going mm. to that Native American panel where they were burning the smokes, it felt like the only medicine that we had access to that day. Mm. Mm -hmm. We felt actually protected and we needed that. So... Mm. Yeah, Kopal for me is a story of my beloveds. Mm. It's a story of being blessed to have, you know, relationship with, with First Nations and Central American um, people who share their medicine and their gift with me. And I um, I don't take it for granted. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, shout out to all the folks who <clears throat> have invited us into their cultural experience um, in particular with Kopal. As you were describing Kopal and like the scent and whatnot, Kopal is a, has a very commanding smell to it. Like you can't really burn it flippantly. You know, like some some aromas have like, oh, it smells good. It feels comforting or whatever. Like Kopal is like, hi, I'm here. You know, it, it's very, uh, yeah, I, I've burned it at night a bunch of times. And uh, it's kind of strong. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of too strong to burn at night for me, per se. Um, but uh, yeah, so thank you for bringing that up. Um, I think... Kopal is something that I don't want to turn into like a like you know how white people be abusing sage kind of thing I don't want white people to fall into abusing Kopal I mean I don't want white people to abuse anything or any of us to abuse any of them but Kopal is so strong that I want to maintain reverence <clears throat> for this particular um, resin um, because of the powerful ways that it moves and it commands attention yeah um, and let's let's talk about the uh, uh, the attentions that it commands hey yes let's get into it let's get into the the day of the dead and um you know where and how these smokes have been burned in ritual context mm -hmm. let's get into it mm, so um what I love about this this notion of smoke and it's and it's the same that the smoke is creating a corridor between the material world and the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. um, and in that corridor, it gives us the opportunity to pass through. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um Copal is often um, burned on Dia de los Muertos. Um, and in particular, it's often put on the ofrenda um, to transmute the material qualities of the foods that's being offered to our blood ancestors, our known mm -hmm. ancestors, right? Mm -hmm. It 
turns the food, the goods, the objects that we put on the ofrenda, the altar, um, and it transmutes it from material to spiritual so that this for so that our ancestors can eat it. Yeah. Right. It's this, it's this trans muting, transfiguring, transmorphing. It's trans something. Okay. It's transforming. Yeah, from one, yes, one to the next. <laughs> we feel you. We're on board. Yeah. And and it's able to dance in that plane between the material and the physical. Um, and so Kopal is often, you know, taken to um, the cemetery, right? Mm. It's it's Dia de los Muertos, and y'all should see Coco. We love Coco. Yes, also uh, <laughs> watch that today. Yes, right. Um, but it's it's a time for all of us to be convening with our dead. Mm. It's 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 time. You know what I love about Black the Brown <laughs> the Brown Alliance, right? That's what I like Black to call it. Brown. <laughs> yeah, is that like our spiritualities are hella similar, yeah. right? I only, <laughs> building of the altar, like I, you know, I learned that from from my friends, my cuanderas, right? Mm-hmm. And not shocked to discover that it's the same ancestral practice that we have in West Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are in alignment. We're not afraid of ghosts and ghouls, right? right. We're not there are hate like hates are our ancestors right mm-hmm. and we have this relationship to the dead that like europeans do not mm-hmm. and so we want to meet with our ancestors but europeans don't want to meet with the enslavers they don't want to meet with the witch burners Oof. they don't want to meet <laughs> okay okay let's talk about historical trauma and how that disrupts our relationship to the dead mm. right Mm-hmm. Um, and so this time for us, for the Brown Alliance, and also don't forget uh, our Korean girlies, right? Our yeah. Chinese girlies, our Japanese girlies. It's like all of us, all of us honor the ancestors. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that's missing from European culture for very specific reasons. Right. So this is the time for us, right, to mm-hmm. to sit with what came before and uh, Kopal is used to call forth those beings that mm-hmm. strong scent that I am here yeah. I've I read that it not only calls forth the spirits from the veil but it also calls our spirits back into our bones when we're missing mm-hmm. right it it helps to disrupt sustos or fright mm-hmm. as mind traditional healers might call it um and so it can bring us back to the material plane but it can also call folks through the veil to commune with us to eat with us um and to enjoy this moment of of touching in with the spirits of our ancestors mm. um yeah and there's some important things about the ofrenda, so don't go and try it at home, kids. Yes, yeah. I have danced with the devil by being ignorant. <laughs> I have because experienced listen. fright from fooling yes. around. Okay, oh. so there are very specific things in the ofrenda that keep you safe, and da 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 da. So don't go trying it at home, but I do encourage you to 
give some respect uh, to the people and cultures that are practicing this particular form of spiritual technology. And while you may not be calling, you know, fourth year dead ancestors, <laughs> mm-hmm. some of you will, um, what's important to think about is how this time might be used for reflection and integration mm. um, of how you are integrating with the parts of you uh, that are dead and gone. Yeah, I'm thinking as you were talking about all the things, I'm I'm grateful for those folks who have decided to share their culture with us. Um, and yeah, like Asia said, don't go try it at home. But what you should go is go to the Dia de los Muertos celebrations. Go learn the things, be a part of the culture, and then get some of that magic that way. And then take that home. Um, and reflect on, yeah, what's dead and gone in your life and how you can connect with within your own cultural context with your ancestors. Um, uh, as you were talking about your night walks and stepping over, you know, the decoration, the Halloween decorations of like the cobwebs, the skulls, the this, the that, you know, I was thinking about how yeah, I explained in a couple podcasts ago how I was just like afraid of Halloween because, you know, it, the the often binary of evangelical Christianity of like, it's either light or darkness, you know, it's either light or evil, it's either heaven or evil kind of thing. And so everything that... um describes or shows death is bad and something that you don't want to be a part of but when I decided to not be afraid of death anymore it all became beautiful and so these representations of death like are kind of beautiful to me now I'm like oh yeah people have their little skulls out you know like all the cobwebs representing like when something is dead like it becomes a new home for something else. And so I just, uh, I'm just so fascinated by it. And so I'm, I'm also grateful for those who, again, are sharing their culture with us. And I want to highlight a person um, who wrote an amazing article about the sacred smoke of Copal. Um, her name is Rebecca Mendoza Nunziato. And uh, she was in in a master's program at Harvard, and uh, she did some powerful reading and research into Copal, and she uh, ran across this powerful prayer um, talking about, um, you know, our communion with Copal, and it reminded, like what you were saying about the Black and Brown Alliance and how... Um, a lot of our cosmology, our spirituality is similar. Um, this prayer really spoke to me. Um, this prayer is from a book called Voices from the Ancestors, Chicanx and Latinx Spiritual Expressions and Healing Practices. Um, and yeah, the prayer is incredible. So it goes a little something like this. We are blessed with this copal. As the smoke encircles us, we are wrapped in the protection of Mother Earth, Grandmother Moon, and Jemanja. 
the power of the ocean. Remember that we are part of them and that we are equally sacred. May they always illuminate our paths, speak to us through um, intuition, wisdom, and discernment, and keep us safe and protected. And so, you know, in the various ways we use Gopal, um, I think the way that we use Gopal in the, in the, um, um, in a way to remember the way that our ancestors protect us is very powerful um, for me. So yeah, shout out to Rebecca for sharing that prayer with us. And also the mention of Iemanja, um, her being an Orisha of the oceans, being included in a prayer for Gopal is, yo, anytime things link together, my various lineages and ancestors just always speaks to me you know for me when I'm thinking about spirituality and like what do I do for one ancestor versus the other like some of my ancestors are like yo we all like the same things so um anyways all that to say um mm -hmm. it makes me feel good makes me feel grounded um it makes me truly feel whole so yeah Yes. Um, I love to hear it. Um, the last thing I wanted to to mention, I know we talked a lot about the Brown Alliance. Um, and you know, European folks were disrupted from that alliance when they were colonized by Christianity. Yeah. Um, and I did want to give a shout out to the Celts. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a Dorsey, so they up in there. A. Um, and Samhain, which is the pagan, you know, underpinnings of Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Halloween and what I felt like, you know, people are celebrating holidays less and less and less. Mm. Um, and so walking around my neighborhood, seeing all of these like pumpkins and things like that, in my European Americans houses. Um, it felt like protest to me. Mm. It felt like a refusal to abandon traditions. And I think mm. Halloween is the, the, the connector, right? Between Dia de los Muertos and, and, and indigenous European celebrations of the dead. And so mm. I did want to give a shout out to the way that, um, Halloween is cultural preservation as well mm. um and yeah it's it's through festival it's through holy days mm -hmm. um that we are connected backwards and forwards in time with our ancestors and with our progeny so shout out to all of us as the portal opens um, and we step into, uh, we step closer towards the darkness. And yeah. yeah, now it's time for our bougie word of advice. But I just want to say and reiterate, <laughs> <laughs> I know we could talk about Kopal forever, but yeah, I just want to get y'all excited about talking about resins. You know, like this is big medicine, y'all. And uh, these incenses, these resins, these, you know, all the things that were created were 
also very holy y'all like franken remember frankincense and myrrh like they were brought to the feet of jesus you know like this shit like is this is big medicine so yeah we're really excited about this and so yeah i just want y'all to also get hyped up about talking about the blood of trees <laughs> so <laughs> anyways yeah let's get into it asia do you have any bougie auntie word of advice for the folks on today? I think today what's on my spirit um, is choosing relationship. Mm. I think mm -hmm. the practice of ancestral reverence, um, the work of soul food genius, um, the work of herbalism and reinvigorating uh, plant knowledge and bringing plant knowledge and plant use to the people is that we are choosing to hold our relationship with the past. Mm. We are not post anything. Yeah. There is no post when the world is a, is a circle mm. versus the linearity imposed on us by industrial rational white male thought mm. and in our circular world views there is no gone there's only mm. a returning to right and when i think about the dead my holistic worldview acknowledges that even the materiality of death is only composting, is only recycled, right? Is only becoming something else again and again and again and again, right? Yeah. The calcium, right, in my collard greens was in the bones of some crustacean before it. It was the soil mm. that it was grown in. Yeah. And so when we choose our relationship to the dead, Right. When we choose this this worldview that's been held and held down by the Brown Alliance, um, it's a beautiful way of of maintaining um, the integrity of self. By understanding that there is no self, there's only reconfigurations of what mm. has come before. Um. And mm. so as we move into our periods of transition, it's important to acknowledge that what we were before, we still are now. There's no way to kill parts of ourselves. And so for me, my bougie word of advice to y'all is thinking about who you were before, thinking about the ways that you've changed, the ways that you've evolved, the ways that you're different. Um, my bougie auntie word of advice is to put some candy on your altar for your little self. Mm. Is to put a toy on the altar, maybe next to your bed, is to to honor all the parts that you were throughout the whole timeline, mm. um, including the parts of you that are your ancestors, yeah. um, irrespective of how raggedy they were. Um irrespective of how raggedy you were uh, yeah. 
my word of advice is to integrate all of it. Yes, I'm sitting with every word of that. Mm. You know, it's true that when you have a worldview that's linear, the future seems scary um, and unattainable. And I'm thinking about the way that my family, my church groups, spiritual peoples, the way that they talked about um, demonic process uh, practices um, or of like witchcraft and looking into the future or what is it called? Future telling, whatever. Um, psychic Divination. readings. Yeah, they didn't call it divination, but yeah, fortune telling, fortune telling. There we go. That's the word that I was thinking of. Um, but uh, the way that they saw that was through a linear lens, right? Because for people who see the world as circular, if nothing changes, then like divination makes sense, right? Like you're going into the wisdom that people have already had forever to understand what's going on in your present situation because things are not new they just manifest differently um and so yeah i'm speaking of divination i'm learning about um the practices of the yorba people and um reading cowrie shells and wow it is not only mysterious, but it's also very mathematical. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize this was nerdy shit. Damn. Like, it's it's literally like ones and zeros kind of thing. And putting those together and um, algorithms and blah, 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 blah. It's a lot. But um, yeah, choosing to keep those practices um and learn more about them um yeah I just feel so much more connected to not only myself my family but my ancestors and I feel like I'm really thriving by doing that so thank you for that invitation Asia into that and um Halloween being that season of yeah it being okay for everyone to reconvene with their ancestors especially for white people um who don't often have that invitation because yes. they don't have that as part of their culture being white american was literally declaring yourself as cultureless you know and uh yeah i'm i'm very grateful for those who have held and are holding halloween sacred for white people to have a portal to connect so mm -hmm. um yeah so for my bougie auntie word of advice um I kind of want to steal yours also like choosing relationship um I find that <clears throat> in our culture like us youngsters us millennials gen zers um we struggle with intimacy. We struggle with vulnerability. Like, uh, it is seen as, mm, like, 
success to not care, to be independent, to not need anybody else, to not be needy, to not be clingy. You know, it's it's a badge of honor. And uh, I feel like that's so destructive and it's creating this horrible um, loneliness in our culture that's like normalized but not. So it's like we create this thing where we don't need anybody, but secretly we do. And so we have all these like apps and whatnot to connect each other. But then in those apps, like we need to create this thing that we want someone, but we don't need them. And it's just this cycle of like, damn, we're never going to actually connect. We're never going to be reliant on each other. Like, how can we create community if we don't actually need anybody? Like, because community is a structure in which every single person needs one another. So, yeah. Um, I want to take on vulnerability and needing friends. And I, I was just expressing um, that my medicine was the medicine of friendship. And so, yeah, I think that um, in particular, I want to take on that I do need men, you know, in my life. Um, I really appreciate them and their perspective and um yeah I've just gotten some really powerful medicines from some very powerful magical ass men shout out to Morris who like has really showed me a lot of things yeah I want to shout him out I don't know if he'll listen to this because he'd be sometimes listening and not but yeah I feel like I've really learned some powerful things and he kind of like me is a person who's always like thinking about relationship dynamics and questioning them and whatnot and so we had some really cool conversations yesterday about that and so yeah I would say my bougie word of advice is to choose relationships choose vulnerability and yeah make that stance of like what you need who you need in your life to feel more whole um and yeah I don't want to be that person anymore who doesn't need anybody um especially the opposite sex although you know that relationship has been strained um but i'm i'm choosing to need the other i'm choosing choosing to be needy asia how good feels to be needy yeah so yeah being needy is my word of advice to y'all see try that on see what it's like see what it's like to be clingy and doing too much and um what is it desperate (laughs) (laughs) see what that's like like to be your authentic self and see how people show up for that you know, you might actually get the thing that you want if you put your authentic self out there. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I got for y'all today. Oh, you know, shout out to the Barbie movie. Oh, truly, um, truly. And yeah, when you were speaking, Karina, I was thinking about, ooh, this is my positionality to my ancestors. 
<laughs> I don't need them, blah, 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 like all this stuff. And it's like, you know, what is it like for me to be needy in my spiritual practice with my ancestors? Right. And not so independent, not so distant. Like what 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 is it like for me to cling right mm. to my grandma? Yeah. So thank you for that word. And I really ooh, it really talked to all the levels. Uh in my night walk, um I had a thought that was not like I didn't like it and I was like, Grandpa, take it up, like take it away. Mm. you know and I was I was like oh wow I just felt so good when I just gave it up yeah. <laughs> to them to handle yeah. so it was like wow this is cool I didn't know I can do that mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love it and also honoring the grandpas like we need our men and so I'm learning about this and thank you for bringing this up to the surface um yeah yeah Shout out to my grandpa, Charlios Deros. Um, my grandpa is, you know, one of my closest ancestors, one of my faves. I always wear his things, such as his like denim um chambray shirts, you know. Uh, I mean, that's a whole connection to indigo and all that, though, you know, we could get into later. <laughs> But um, yeah, shout out to my grandpa, who's everything. And he was everything here on Earth, but is also everything within the ancestral plane as well. So I always want to give him a shout out. Um, love you, Gramps. All right, y'all. Well, um, thank y'all for being with us, supporting us in all of the ways, all of the days. Um, Shout out to y'all who support us on the social medias at Petty Herbalist, at Bones, Bugs, and Botany. Um, Shout out to y'all who are supporters on Patreon, patreon.com slash Petty Herbalist. If y'all want to support the production of the podcast, shout out to y'all. Um, y'all are real ones because you know y'all just be sitting there supporting and minding your business like y'all don't ask for much because y'all get that podcast I'm just saying but if y'all want things um, go on down to patreon.com slash bones bugs and botany where Asia gives y'all things okay Y'all going to get articles, recipes, um, just beautifully written information. Um, and I think Asia used to do videos here and there. So y'all can still see those too if you're patrons. So um, yeah, go on down there and uh, subscribe. And y'all already know y'all will have early access to the courses that we got. And um, yeah, so Bones, Bugs, and Botany. Patreon is where y'all need to go if y'all want things. But also, speaking of things, um, so pettyherbalist.com has been live for a while since I had to, uh, <laughs> I was trying to write a grant, y'all, and the grant was like, don't even apply if you don't have a website. So I said, oh, I need a website. So if y'all go on down to pettyherbalist.com, it's really cute, and uh, we have some merch. 
And y'all can't see it, but I'll take a photo of it. So by the time you hear this, you'll be able to see it. But we have a cute, oh, we have such cute things. I have a sweatshirt that I'm wearing. It says Petty on it. Um, and then we have this really cute um, organic t-shirt that says Petty Herbalist on it that Asia just ordered. It's I was the arriving. first orderer. She was. <laughs> <laughs> And so we also have, um, I think we have two more things on there. I know I created an apron because I needed it. <laughs> I was like, I need a petty apron. Um, so we have that. And then I think another shirt. So if y'all want to go on down to the storefront and get you some things, please do put your petty on parade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, any announcements you have, Asia? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, the fall newsletter is going to drop soon. Hey. Um, we will start, um, accepting applications for the winter herbal immersion <laughs> starting January 6th hey. or 14th. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> but it will all be decided um and of course jump on the newsletter um and yeah um alchemy ritual goods is hosting a deva house market and i will be there with my solstice candles for the girlies so um shout out to alchemy shout out to black and brown owned magic shops and brujeria and all of the things we love to see it Mm -hmm. um and come kick it with me uh we have some 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 weirdo things on the pipeline we got some dream work on the pipeline we got hey we got some things, so make sure that you're on the newsletter. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited for the newsletter to drop. Um, Announcements, announcements. So um, next week, I said it was going to be this week, but it got rescheduled. Um, I'm going to be at um, Occidental College next week, next Thursday, making y'all pumpkin spice lattes. Um, and y'all will be learning about spices, herbalism of spices, because y'all know that's my specialty. So it's the thing I love the most in the world is spices. Um, so that's gonna be excited, exciting. And then this weekend we're going to have the cook oat, um, <laughs> uh, which is a cookout hosted by um Ghost Town Oats. So come on down, come on down. It's going to be on Sunday, October 30th. I forgot at what time. But I will be working with the auntie's coffee booth being their guest barista. And then if y'all like some alcohol, um, go on down to the bar where you can try um, my petty chai beverage um, cocktail. Um, You know, it's going to have that Haitian rum. So come on down. It's going to be amazing (laughs) so you'll get to experience two really cool things also there's food so truly come on down um i think there are tickets available um and suny wanted to remind all the folks that you will not be turned away due to lack of funds 
So just let us know what you need and uh, come on down. Okay. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So we are going to log off. We want to make sure that you remember to always stay ready. And be petty. Okay, bye. Bye.